Well, Ulysses, spring training has not even started yet, but we can go ahead and have some fun with this. 2024 hot takes are hot takes for the upcoming season. Get your oven mittens uh, ready, people, because things are going to be flying real hot starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Lockdown Rays Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms, as well as X and Instagram at Lockdown Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. Well, it's something we put out on social media, and we will get to your fun interesting and quirky comments on our hot take post but uh we'll go ahead and start with uh each of our respective hot takes for the 2024 season so uh as we like to do uh ulysses what is your hot take or hot takes for the upcoming campaign well First, I think we got to get the the ground rules uh, set for what actually is a hot take. Like, what is the ratio of probability of realness to how mm. hot it has to be? So do you have a barometer on on, on how hot takes uh, work for you? Uh, that is a good point. I was not really expecting that. I thought it was relatively known what a hot take would be, I would say that um, the Rays making the playoffs in 2024 would not be a hot take, but the Rays winning 100 plus games in the division would be somewhat of a hot take. Okay, okay, fair enough. I just I wanted to get that on the on the docket here before we start yeah. because okay, but also there needs to be a uh, we don't want to be silly with our hot takes of saying. You know, Colby White is going to win the MVP in 2024. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. There has to be some, that's what I mean. There has to be a percentage of realness. Well, I went back into the archives. And for you guys that are watching on YouTube, uh, after I post a question, hit pause. But then after that, hit the like button and then hit the subscribe button if you're not. Um, When was the last time a race starting pitcher hit more than 200 innings. The last time a race starting pitcher hit more than 200 innings, I would say you probably have to go all the way back to the James Shields era where my uh, brain is lapsing on me at the moment, but I would say probably close to a decade, eight to 10 years since uh, a race pitcher has done that. You're not too far off. The last year... The last season that this happened was in 2017. Do you know who mm. did this? 2017. That would have been before Blake Snell because he was 2018. 2017. Oh, bad year for the race. I'm going to say Nadia Evaldi. Okay. That's a great uh, um, guess. Remember, he was traded in the middle of the season, so it can't be him. It is Chris Archer. Wow. Chris Archer at 
201 innings and change. So why did I begin with like how hot takey is a hot take? Well, my hot take is innings pitched. I believe that this year will be the first year since 2017 that a, a race starting pitcher will hit 200 innings. This is the first time that this will happen in six seasons. And his name is Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin is going to be that guy. Now, first thing is going to be like, why Zach Eflin? Well, why Zach Eflin? Because he's the only guy in the rotation that I, I completely trust in his ability to not only be good, but stay healthy. He yeah. almost hit 180 innings last year, and he went on the IL. People don't remember that, but he was on the IL early in the season, not for a long time, but he did miss starts. So 180 with an IL stint and also with the fact of like, hey, let's give you five innings here. You're coming back. Five innings here. You're coming back. There's something I think that I saw in Zach Eflin of the leadership quality that that was spotlighted a lot throughout the season that I think he is going to take that much more seriously now that he's not not only the the leader, the veteran, but he's also the ace now. Like he's yeah. the de facto ace of the race pitching staff. It's not it's no longer McClanahan. He's not there. So he's going to take that on. So I feel like with all of these things, my hot take is this exactly. He will hit 200 innings, which hasn't been done since 2017. I love that. That is a great, great hot take and uh, a great pitcher to select for that role. He's certainly getting paid enough. He certainly has uh, enough of a, I guess the the term would be, like you said, leader. He's kind of the, the go-to guy. I could see a scenario where the Rays sort of lengthen the leash for him, but tighten it on some of the other young pitchers, i.e. Shane Boz, i.e. Pepio, um, i.e. Taj Bradley, by working in a lot of those bullpen arms and those bulk guys, but saying, Eflin, yeah, uh, wake up, pitcher uh, seven innings or six and two thirds and do it uh, 32 times this year, where everybody yes. else sort of might be a little bit more constrained. Maybe Savali gets more of that longer leash as well, but I don't think he's going to be as good as uh, Eflin should be or would be. A guy that was close to doing it was Charlie Morton in 2019. He overlaps the 190 inning uh, mark. So he was close, but I feel like that's the kind of thing, and I'm, I'm really happy that you you mentioned it, that leash is going to go longer on him and not other guys. Because if you look at the other cast of characters, it's, it would be Zach Eflin who, who gets that longer leash. And, and besides that, we've talked about you need innings, you need innings, you need innings. You can't just like burn out the bullpen because – Latell gives you five and and Sivali and 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 Bradley or Uwasawa can only give you five. Like you need innings. So like you need to get give the guy the ball to one guy and be like, hey, can you give me seven? Can you give me seven? And so those sevens should add up and they will add up. So I don't know how hot take how hot takey it is. Maybe it is in 2024. Hey, this guy's gonna hit 200 innings. Like not many guys hit 200 ball. innings. There were five this past year. Yeah. Yeah. If, so uh, there you go. That's 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 my hot take. And uh, Eflin is in the second year of a three-year deal. Is that correct? That is correct. And well, uh, yeah. I wish I would have. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep that in the back pocket for some for something else. 
Okay, that's fair. I was just going to say this, that they let Eflin have his quasi-career year, and then eventually Rasmussen's going to be ready. Springs is going to be ready. McClanahan will be ready. Maybe they can pull off um, a sell-high deal. Well, I guess he'd be in the last year of his contract, but maybe they can get a little something-something for him on the last year of that deal. Although I could also theoretically see where uh, they want to keep him for the uh, eternity of that contract. Um, well, so it, it might just give the, the Rays options to play with of, you know, having a, a really good season from him. I think that's a really good point. If if you're thinking McLean is going to come back and Springs is going to come back and Rasmussen is going to come back and you have Bradley and you have Pepio, could you have a Zach Eflin? Of course. Oh, you already have Savale, um, yeah. Boz. So like... 2025, you will have the depth is going to get replenished once again with really, really good arms. So if Zach Eflin is a guy who is able to give you the kind of the same production that he did in 2023 was was amazing. But then also you add up the 200 innings on top of that, those 18 million dollars for 25 for the 2025 season is going to look very, very appetizing to another team that might be, hey, you know what? We're going to give you these prospects. We're going to give you finally a catcher, something like that along those lines. And, you know, so that that could also, um, you know, play into it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. uh, We have more to discuss on this matter. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience something extremely important. Indeed. You know, passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits to LED headlights and more. Whether you're into power or speed or style, eBay Motor has got you covered with over 120 122 million parts for your number one ride. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And because you're with eBay Motors, guess what? You're not uh, burning cash, not Kevin Cash. You're burning rubber, okay? So with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to you as customers couple things uh with the eflin comment uh he is due 18 million dollars in 2025 it's not very often the rays pay one individual 18 million dollars so there could be something to that the other thing um i mentioned there were five individuals who crossed the 200 innings pitch threshold last season. Can you name one of them? Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is correct. Can you name another one? Corbin Burns. Strike one. Now the uh, Orioles, Corbin Burns. I'll just run through them because I know this okay. is a tri- trivia segment, but uh, Logan Webb, clubhouse leader mm-hmm. with 216. Zach Gallen number two mm. with 210 Cole number three 209 miles Nicholas 201 mm. and a third and then Chris Bassett number five at 200 uh Framber Valdez Luis Castillo and many others were knocking on the door as well but um it's a very rare company to be a part of I think Blake Snell won the Cy Young the NL Cy Young with 180 innings pitched give or take it's his special when he hits 180 he will get the was the Cy Young that's what he does yeah that's the idea there we go um all right anything else that you want to mention on the uh, 200 inning pitch 
Zach Eflin hot take? No, I mean, I, okay. I just, uh, I, w- I, f- I was feeling a little bit like, is this hot takey enough, you know, in I its pitch? But again, 2024, it's a whole different ball game. Eight, nine years. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened exactly. In six seasons, it'll be the seventh year. So, like, I think I think it was hot enough. You guys can debate me on, okay. the, on the comments below. But the fact that only five people did it last year makes me feel like it was indeed a hot take. No, that's a, that's a great pick. And we know how the Rays are very five and divey as well. Um, all right, my hot take for 2024 is that a Rays player will win Rookie of the Year. And it may not be Junior Caminero. I'm just saying a Rays player will win Rookie of the Year. And there's plenty of candidates to go around between Junior Caminero, who's probably the favorite out of the Rays group, but you also have Guys like Curtis Mead, Carson Williams, Oslevis Basabe, still rookie eligible. Austin Shenton as a 26-year-old could be rookie. And here's maybe the, the dark horse or the sneaky pick, Yuki Uesawa. He will technically be a rookie. So there is some precedence in history. And I know of late, recently, the rookie of the year winners have been Big, big names, um, splashy, uh, forthcoming stars, you know, Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson, Gordon Alvarez, Aaron Judge, our own Randy Rosarena. But over the years, you know, you have to, to dig back a little bit. But every time there's a, a guy that bleeds through that, you're like, wow, this guy really won rookie of the year. And that could be the case this year where we look back. 365 days from now and say, wow, Curtis Mead won Rookie of the Year or Carson Williams won Rookie of the Year. I'm just going to throw out some names, some not necessarily comparisons, but guys who won Rookie of the Year over the last 15, 20, 25 years that you may not have really expected or realized. Uh, Michael Fulmer, Kyle Lewis, Chris Coughlin, Angel Barroa, a friend of the program or friend of the Rays organization, Eric Hinsky. Jonathan India, who's kind of slid back to earth over the past couple of years, Bobby Crosby, Ben Gree. So those are a couple names I'll mention. Also, this Japanese players have had a solid history of winning ROI. Ichiro, Yasazaki, yep. Shohei Otani, and every once in a while, a reliever such as Naftali Feliz, Andrew Bailey, Houston Street. So. Craig Kimbrell, I think, also won it, didn't he? Yeah. I and I was kind of going with more obscurish oh, okay. Okay, names fine, fine, yeah. to some extent. But what I'm saying, it's all for the taking. And I think they've exceeded their rookie eligibility, but if they haven't, this is just another bonus in my wheelhouse, Johnny DeLuca and Shane Boz. But according to baseball reference, they exceeded their limits, although I don't know if they necessarily match the parameters of uh, 50 innings pitched or I think 130 at bats, but I think there's something with, if you've been on an MLB roster for a certain period of time, you're no longer eligible, but Hey, if we want to add them to the equation as rookie eligible, I'll take it because my hot take is that a race player will, uh, will win rookie of the year. And maybe this could be a year where it doesn't necessarily take a, a crazy season. Maybe it just takes a 260 batting average with, 17 home runs to get it done. You know, I'm looking at uh, baseball reference right now, and it says Johnny DeLuca has 
45 plate appearances. So he should be, but it says exceeded rookie limits during the 2023 season. So I think it must be something like you said of uh, being on the roster for this and that, how much, um, how much time you are in it, but perhaps he was on the IL and he was still earning service time because of that and not necessarily playing time. So yeah, that would, that would have been a good one. So if you, if you needed to make a podium, one, two, three mm-hmm. of, I don't want to say likeliest because then we would all pick Caminero to be the likeliest. Right. So perhaps let's take out Caminero from this just to make it a little bit more fun and difficult. Okay. Who's your podium? Likeliest to third likeliest. Likeliest to third likeliest. I will say Curtis Mead, Uwasawa. The third one's tough. I like Carson Williams, but I also could see a, a sneaky like emergence from an Austin Shenton, for example, where a guy that's 26, 27 knocks on the knocks on the door and has a really, really solid season. And that's the other thing that I put into this. I know everybody wants to talk about uh, Jackson Churio and uh, Jackson Holiday. I mean, those are, you know, quality guys. And I guess they're their favorites on the betting websites, but I think they're 19, 20 years old. I think, uh, you know, sometimes it, a, a rookie that's, you know, 24, 25, 26, uh, that, that, the, that's the guy that could put up the best numbers or have the, the strongest start to their rookie campaign. I mean, look at Randy Rosarena, for example. I mean, he was Ooh, yeah. basically in the bigs for three different seasons before he got his, uh, rookie of the year shot. So, yeah. And then compared to, um, John DeLuca, that has like less than 50 plate appearances and then he's already exceeded. So yeah, yeah that, that's funny how that works, but I, I like it. The Uwasawa pick a lot for the rookie mm-hmm. of the year. I like it a lot. Uh, Curtis Mead, friend of the program. If you haven't uh, listened to our, our interviews with him, he's been on the pod twice. Uh, go listen to him. He's a very insightful, a young man pulling it for him. I like those two picks. Austin Shenton and Carson Williams, although I am hoping for the best yes. for their career, especially with the race. Man, if I see Carson Williams and Austin Shenton in a race uniform in 2024 for a long extended amount of time, does that scream like good, like, that if everything's turning out to be a good season, because I don't think so. Yeah. If probably if, if, not, but you never know. Some sometimes guys have a real breakthrough moment in the off season and spring training, and they do things that nobody really expected and kind of oh, tied no, 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 into no, all no. that. Yeah. Wait, I, I mean, like, there's no room for them. So the fact if if Austin Shenton or a Carson Williams is getting enough at bats. To be a rookie of the year candidate, what went wrong? Like, what went wrong so that uh, Carson had a spot? What went wrong that Austin has a spot? That's Isaac Paredes tears his ACL. Uh, Jose Caballero has a setback. Something happens to Taylor Walls. Wander Franco is uh, incarcerated. There we go. Um, yeah, good thing. That's true. That's fair. And, well, kind of interloped with all that. Not, I'm not comparing Austin Shenton to Isak Paredes. I'm just trying to make a point that did we ever really expect Isak Paredes to be this good 
of a right. player this quickly. Maybe that's something where Austin Shenton, he gets 100 games under his belt and he plops off 20 homers and a 245 batting average. That might be enough to win rookie of the year. You know, I'm just thinking you said third base rookie of the year. We didn't expect it. Guess what? Let's go back to 2008. And a young Evan Michael Longoria does not make the opening day roster. But who gets hurt? I believe it was Willie Ibar who gets hurt. Yeah. And off comes uh, calling. And Longoria steps up. And guess what? Rookie of the Year award happened to Evan. So that season went great. And and something bad had to happen in order for Evan to take his spot. Um, so... If something yeah. bad were to happen so that Carson and Austin get their shot, well, hopefully they're able to just pop off so well that right. they are that you're able to withstand that loss. Um, and again, we've said it. This is the year. The kids are going to play. The kids are going to get opportunities. I don't necessarily yeah. care which kids it is, but there's going to be playing time to be had. And I think that opens up a window or a lane for uh, for some of these guys. And again, not saying that, you know, it this might be the year. I know it's been very few and far between where, you know, some of these rookies are like, holy cow, like, let's go ahead and put them in the Hall of Fame. But every once in a while, there's a year where it's like they the, the numbers are rather pedestrian, but that guy was the best rookie of the year. Yeah. Like Chris Coughlin, for example. So yeah. it happens. And this might be yeah. the year that it happens. Um, you mentioned Devin Longoria. I mentioned Randy Rosarena. Can you name the two other rookies of the year in Rays history? Jeremy Hellickson, 2010. 2011, correct. 2011, dang. And, uh, well, Randy Rosarena won it in 2021, right? Yep, and or, you got that one. Uh, well, I mentioned that one, so there's one more. Okay, wait, wait, hold up. So, Longo, 08, Hellickson, 2011. Randy Rosarena 2021 and best hair for and TV interview 2013's Will Mother Bleeping Myers. That would be correct, sir. Uh, Will Myers 2013 at 22 years old. 88 games is all he needed and 13 home runs and 53 RBI. All he needed to win uh, rookie of the year there. So, all right, uh, we are going to get to some listener hot takes and reaction to such. But first, we have to tell you, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about uh, scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some awesome bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three or more. Not only can you bet on who will actually win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockdownLOCKEDON to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They are an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. 
All right, Ulysses, getting to some listener comments with spring training inching closer and closer. What is your one hot take for the 2024 season? And we have a bevy of comments from the populace out there. Uh, let's go ahead and roll through some of these. Uh, Ryder Rasmussen Enjoyer says, Yuki Uesawa will pitch over 175 innings. That's bold. I know that he's gotten to 170 plus in Japan. Um, I guess it remains to be seen whether he will make the Rays opening day roster and in what type of role and how they will deploy uh, Uesawa. I think there's also a lot of things to contend with as far as the difference between playing in Japan in the U.S. Because in Japan, you're in the same time zone wherever you're at. The U.S., yeah. you've got different time zones to navigate, not to mention different stress levels, different ball, different type of gameplay and competition. There's a lot that has to to be worked out and adjusted to. I would say as much as I am pushing for him as a rookie of the year candidate, I was thinking more along the lines of, and maybe this is a, a liberal opinion, of you know one between 120 to 150, I guess. And that yeah. might even be on the high side. I don't know. But again, he's going hot take. He's going yes, hot that take. that is true. It's I a like hot it. take. I like uh, it. Zach Dab says, the Low and Lau Lumber Company both get MVP votes. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. Can Brandon stay healthy? Hopefully. Yes, that, that is always the key. Um, Ty McCann says the Rays will lead the AL and run scored. Well, they were second last year to the Texas Rangers, and there were a lot of injuries on the Rays roster of the course of the season. So um, there's one. Uh, John, obviously a burner, says the Rays will make four trades by the deadline and still be in playoff contention from the offseason. We will find out some positive news that would shock everyone, such as offering Otani a bunch of years for $600 million, that type of news. <laughs> okay, so like uh, Freddie Freeman, we were second in, uh, second in, yeah. in, uh, in the Second running. in the Freeman race, second in the Azuna race, yeah. second in a lot of races, second in a lot of trades as well. We, second we in the Nelson Cruz 2018 vibes. That's when mm -hmm. we needed him. That's true. Uh, DK Murph says Cash will resign or resign for personal reasons. I assume he means uh, resign. Uh, that is an interesting take. Um, R. Hill, our buddy, says Taj will have double-digit wins. Uh, Taj Bradley did win uh, five games this past year with a 5.59 ERA in 100-plus innings, so I could see double-digit wins. He just okay. really has to improve a little bit, and I think he might be in contention for some dubs there. Yeah. Uh, Chris Snyder is on my wavelength. Rookies are going to shine. I agree. Okay. Uh, Loyal Luke says Randy is going to rake this whole year. Uh, and tied to that, Michael Sade says Randy gets a long-term deal in the next month. Um that's a hot take because I don't think Randy's going to get a long-term deal. And as far as Randy raking, I think, I mean, it depends what your definition of Randy raking is. I see Randy doing what Randy has done the last three years of, you know, 250 to 260 batting average with another 2020 season. If you yeah. want to qualify, that is raking. Okay. 
I would think yeah. more along the lines of, you know, 30 plus bombs and a 280 batting average, not just to Ooh. go off batting average, but an OPS of like 840, 850 and not 790. I mean, that would be real sexy and I would be yeah. all down for that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Valentine says Savali has an all-star caliber year. I'll oh. take it. Yes. Give me that. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that one. Um, Ryan says Caminero will win the rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, calls for that. Um, John Bettman says maybe this year they can keep the rotation healthy. Uh, that'll never happen. Um, it's the hottest take uh, that we've heard today. Yeah. That's never. Yeah. I mean, it's I guess it not. depends what your definition of staying healthy is like, if you're going to allow, you know, a couple IL stints, but inevitably there's probably going to be one starting pitcher that has some sort of season ending injury or misses a huge chunk of time. God, that's why the 2012 season for the race, like, I mean, they were a 90 win team. They should have been in the playoffs, honestly, when you win 90 games, but that damn pitching staff, man, that was just such a nasty pitching staff. And when you look at the innings pitched, <laughs> I'm just going to run through these. Okay. This is just s- s- silly. Yeah. Shields, 227. Price, 211. Moore, 177. Hellickson, 177. Cobb, 136. Wade Davis, 70. And that was as a reliever. And Rodney, 74. Yeah, you don't even need to, you don't need any other arms after that. Just those handful of guys, those half dozen names. You don't, you don't need middle was, relievers at that point. That was a healthy rotation. Yeah. That was a healthy rotation. Now, could we have that? I hope so. Hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Daryl Brooks says Josh Lowe will be the sixth member of the 4040 club. Um, that is a really, really, really hot take. Um, I guess we should probably start with the 3030 club first. I will yes. say this. I like his line of thinking. I mean, Josh Lowe, I think we don't talk about how good of a season he had uh, last year with uh, nearly a four war and 20 homers and 32 stolen bases, but 40, 40 uh, again, uh, like Daryl mentioned uh, only Acuna Soriano, a rod bonds and Conseco have accomplished that feat. So, uh, but I could see a uh, 30, 30 season at some point in Josh Lowe's feature future, maybe as soon as uh, next year might take some playing against um, left-handed pitchers. I don't know. We'll, we'll see with that. Um, Professor Stonewell says uh, we'll win close to a hundred games win the AL East and get swept in the playoffs because we can't score. Um, All right. And then uh, the fair poll says Tyler Alexander becomes a sneaky killer out of the pen. Like that one. Love that. Love that. That's a hot take because it's like under the radar hot take. Love that. That's really good. Under the radar hot take. There we go. Um, out of yeah. any of these comments, Ulysses, any of these really resonate with you between uh, talk of Josh Lowe, Brandon Lau, Uwasawa, uh, Run Scored, uh, Taj Bradley, Randy. They were all the pretty year. good. I mean, yeah. if Tosh is giving is giving you double-digit wins, that's amazing. That's really, really good. And I know wins don't mean a lot yeah. for a pitcher, but it means that he's out there. It means that he's healthy. It means that he's probably giving his team a, a chance to win, yes. too. Because the Rays are usually not a you know juggernaut of offense. that They are built on pitching and defense. So you're going to have to win close games. 
And closed games are usually four to two, three to one, two zero. They're not usually like 10 to nine and 10 to eight. Those are not usually close games. So I like that one. And uh, I'm with you on the Josh Lowe. 40-40, let's, let's pump the brakes. But again, it's hot take season. This is a hot take. So I can't I can't fault him for being too hot on this. So 30-30 um, would be nice. I'd be very happy with the 30-30 from Josh. Um, so that would be my hot take, I think. I think I think a 30-30 would be very hot takey. But yes. 40-40, my goodness. 40-40, that's... Um, you got like six-degree burns. Um, <laughs> I don't want to end on a negative note here. I just really hope that Taj Bradley doesn't turn into or become the next Luis Patino. I hope he actually builds and grows and fosters rather than stays stagnant or depreciates in in skill level and performance level. And you know what would help with that, I think, is a little bit more, uh, just a tiny bit of seasoning in AAA, which would give then now Yoki Owusawa the role for for the rotation, get him healthy, get him out there. That's my take, but, you know, let's we'll see, see what, what happens. Spring training hasn't even begun, folks. This, I is, know. this is just starting. And I know we're running long here, so just letting you guys know we have really good ideas for the month of February and March uh, for content. So if uh, if you feel like, oh, man, baseball news are, are, are slow, everything's kind of just, like, crawling, mm-hmm. we have been on a rampant a uh, storm of ideas, uh, Kevin yep. and I, and uh, we have come up with really cool stuff to to do with you guys for February and March. So we're really excited about that. Yes, we are, uh, and hope you all stay tuned and listen and continue to interact with it. Uh, and we're not going to go away from things like uh, mailbags and uh, Twitter comments and such. So uh, keep sending us your input as well. We always appreciate. Uh, In the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.